Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 143 of Intuitive Bites. Today we're talking all about emotional eating and how it's morally neutral, which is maybe something that you have not been totally embracing up until now. Before we dive into today's topic, just a reminder that you can currently get access to my Food and Body Peace course at a majorly discounted rate while I'm away on my maternity leave. So if you are seeking more structure and guidance and support on your food and body healing journey, this might be the perfect thing to get your hands on. You'll get immediate access once you purchase the course. So you can get your hands on this by going over to the link in my bio on Instagram, which is at the intuitive underscore RD, and you'll see it right there in the link in my bio. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and talk about emotional eating. This is something that so many of the clients that I work with feel like they struggle with. Um, And sometimes it's really even a primary reason they're coming to work with me, right? They feel like they are just emotional eaters to the core and they need to get this behavior under control. And to be fair, like this behavior and what they're identifying with can feel very chaotic and out of control and lead to them feeling, um, yeah, like not feeling well, right? It, it can kind of border on binge eating with that that chaos and out of controlness. Um, but there are so many factors that are kind of affecting emotional eating behavior. So let's talk a little bit more about this today. So the first thing I want to touch on is how our culture has really demonized emotional eating. Um, if our culture did not fear fatness so much, right, and weight gain, then emotional eating behavior would probably be a lot more just kind of naturally neutral. But the fear of emotional eating is I'm eating for a reason that is not a physical need and that is unnecessary and then that's going to lead to weight gain. To be fair, this is not necessarily the case. There's so much going on when it comes to how our bodies manage weight. Um... So yeah, this is not as cut and dry as emotional eating is definitely going to lead to a higher weight. But that is the fear, I think, at the core is that it's unnecessary and that it will lead to weight gain. Um, so how, how does this end up affecting you? A lot of the folks that I end up working with are in this place with emotional eating where they really, they fear it and they feel a lot of guilt and shame for the behavior and they feel like they need to get it under control and just stop the behavior and not keep the foods in the house that they tend to emotionally eat, right? It's like, how can I gain more control over this behavior? The irony is that when we try to control our intake or our behaviors around food, for a lot of us, that is going to create more chaos and more out of controlness. Um, Whereas when we let go of control, 
we tend to actually get more control. <laughs> um, and if you have, yeah, been working on intuitive eating to any degree, maybe you've seen this with certain foods that you, you used to feel chaotic around. But that is really the key here to this emotional eating stuff. If we are trying to control the behavior, if we're telling ourselves this is bad, I shouldn't be doing this, I'm emotionally eating, I should go for a walk instead of eating right now, that is likely going to just fuel you uh, yeah, fuel the emotional eating behavior and drive you back to that behavior. Um, not to mention the fact that if emotional eating has been a key way that you have, you you know, yeah, a key way that you have um, tried to cope with emotions and you haven't had a lot of other coping skills in your toolbox, if you just try to like go for a walk or take a bath instead, those new behaviors are not going to feel really soothing and comforting because they haven't been in your toolbox before. So therefore, you are not going to get any soothing and comforting. And you're just ripping away this emotional eating tool that has served you for so long. Uh, so ultimately, you're going to try to go for the walk or take the bath or whatever, and probably come back from that and still emotionally eat and then be like, what the heck? Why can't I just be okay with just the walk? Uh, but that's because that's a brand new tool. And it's not providing that same level of comfort and soothing that the food does. Okay. Um, so what I often talk to my clients about is how can we add in new coping skills without ripping away the emotional eating behavior that has served you for so long? So it's not either or. It's not, should I eat this cookie for emotional reasons or go for the walk? What if we did both? What if we allowed ourselves to have the cookie and we addressed our emotions more directly uh, by doing some other new tool? Um, so that's really what I would encourage you to do. Take that and standpoint. Um, and that's going to release that restrictiveness from the emotional eating behavior, which again can just totally corrupt this whole process. Um, and it's going to help you to build new tools. The other thing about framing emotional eating as the problem to be fixed and solved is that it's actually missing the root of the problem. When you emotionally eat, that is a red flag that something is going on for you that you are distracting from or, again, needing soothing and comfort from. If we're framing emotional eating as the problem, then we're missing out on the fact that there's something that needs to be addressed underneath. What if we just go to the source of what you're actually dealing with um, and try to act from that place, right? So checking in with what am I feeling right now, right? I'm feeling myself reaching for a cookie. I know I'm not hungry. So what am I feeling right now? What's going on for me? Um, what do I need in this moment? Now, this whole process of connecting to yourself, connecting to your emotions, and making it sound really simple, it can be really hard if you have not been tuning into this stuff, but that's the direction that we need to go in order to genuinely heal this behavior. And again, the point is not to completely eliminate emotional eating behavior because it's morally neutral. It's a natural human behavior. And especially if you're somebody that has struggled with deprivation and restriction mindset or physical deprivation or restriction around food, probably food's always going to feel comforting to you. And it's always going to be a part of your, your toolbox. Um, but yeah, the goal here is to kind of expand that toolbox. 
Okay, so yeah, what I really want to drive home for you guys today is this idea of permission, full unconditional permission to emotionally eat, um, which ultimately is going to open you up to being able to dig deeper and address the problem more closely <laughs> and more directly. Um, and then ultimately the behavior will yeah, settle down a little bit. It won't feel as intense and chaotic and it will just become one part of your toolbox when it comes to dealing with emotions. All right, guys, that is a wrap on today's episode. If you've been listening to the podcast and really getting a lot out of it, if you could take a moment to leave a rating or review over on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated, especially during this time that I am out on maternity leave. Getting those ratings and reviews and getting more people to the podcast is really, really helpful and supportive. So I would appreciate it if, uh, if you've been finding the podcast helpful. All right. I hope you have a great week and I will meet you back here next week.